0: Right now, we're going to talk a little bit of uh, the ongoing situation with Patrick Brown because he has been, in fact, given the nod in the leadership for his job so he can run. He had that job up until about three weeks ago. And um, as I had said off the top of the show, uh, he should have a chance to run. It would have been a mistake, I think, for him to have been pushed out. His supporters would have revolted. And regardless of what he's been accused of, many still support him and feel like he was given a raw deal. I mean, like him or not. He was democratically elected, and if he is to lose his job, it should be because of his policies, the policies he laid out in the People's Guarantee. But now we have five candidates running. People have other options, and I sure hope the candidates have been listening and can actually, I think, get back to being conservatives. I uh, wanted to talk about this with someone who knows more about politics than anybody in this country, so... I turn to Steve Paik and of course, he is the host of TVO's The Agenda. So, Steve, obviously, Patrick Brown is back in the game. And, um, you know, the one thing I, I think is important for all the candidates who are actually running is that they listen to what Ontarians want, which would be they don't want high taxes necessarily. They want to be able to afford life. Do you believe that the candidates kind of have to get back to the core of being conservative?
1: Do I think they have to be conservative? I think they should be whatever they are. They have to be authentic to themselves. And to that end, uh, I think we're starting to see the beginnings of this. We now, have a, we now have a race. We now have five candidates who make up the real race. Uh, Doug Ford will obviously take his sort of populist, uh, you want to call it Trump North kind of approach to things, which seems to have worked uh, so well for him and for his brother in the past. Uh, Patrick Brown is frankly the only candidate in the race right now with an actual platform. He's got the People's Guarantee to run on and he will no doubt uh, do that. Uh, Caroline Mulroney, I think, is a, uh, obviously uh, did not expect to be running for the leadership this soon in her political career, uh, but um, the opening presented itself. She's jumped in, and she's going to have to try to convince a lot of people that she's uh, ready to go for this. Uh, Christine Elliott, obviously, having been rejected twice by the party, needs to try to make the case as to why this time her brand of progressive conservatism is timely and why she is the one. And then, of course, you've got Tonya Allen, who is this a person who's never run uh, before uh, but who wants to be the voice for social conservatism in the party so it it feels like there are five very distinctive choices on offer, which, uh, you know, in a democracy, Alex, that's what you want.
0: Yeah, it's exactly what you want. So I think, you know, either way, we've got five very decent choices. But interestingly, even though I think everyone was expecting Doug Ford to be kind of the circus of this leadership uh, bid, all the attention has been focused on the drama around Patrick Brown. If anything, I'm actually looking at Doug Ford saying, you kind of look normal
1: now. Well, it's interesting you put it that way, because that was the overwhelming feedback I got to his appearance on uh, the agenda for the all candidates debate. When was that? Was it, uh, was last Thursday night? My yeah. gosh, it feels like a lifetime ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah just last Thursday night. I think there were, there were, there were many people who were impressed at how kind of down to earth and solid, uh, Mr. Ford presented. Um now you can bet that there I also did hear feedback from other people saying, wait a second, where's that hell, f- you know, fire breathing, give him hell, Harry, Doug Ford that mm-hmm. we remember from Toronto City Council? So he's got to fight. They all have a fine line to walk, right? They've all got this tightrope to walk. Uh, Doug Ford uh, cannot return to the chaos of his brother's administration, or he'll just alienate too many conservatives. But he's got to be careful not to be sort of too down the center and too Mr. Establishment, or he'll uh, alienate the people who really want him to go out there and give him hell. And you can say the same thing about all the candidates. You know, they've got to walk that very careful road down the middle.
0: Yeah, but speaking of chaos, I mean, the party is in chaos. I, I, You've covered politics a lot longer than I have. I mean, we've never seen anything like this. Do you, you in your experience, think that given this leadership vote is so close to the actual election, can they bring back
1: normal? Oh, can they? Sure. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't want to predict anything, but is is, is it possible? Of course it is. Um, You know, there's an old expression. It's mostly in sports, but it's also in politics as well, and that is winning cures everything. And there are enormous problems with this party right now. Uh, you know, I mean, Alex, I've been following Queens Park for 35 years. <laughs> I mean, the first government I covered was Bill Davis's last government uh, in the early 1980s, and I can tell you uh, this is unprecedented every step of the way. And each successive week is more unprecedented than the week that just concluded. I mean, let's remember, it was was it the 24th of January when Patrick Brown. Um, you know, either resigned or was forced out by his colleagues or whatever it was. But, I mean, we're not even a month away from that yet, and this story has morphed in 25 different directions every step of the way. Uh, it, what they are trying to do is unprecedented. They are trying to pick a new leader, which usually takes nine months to do. They're trying to do it in five weeks. Uh, they 're go- then going to have this brand new leader who 's not even a sitting politician, you know, potentially not a sitting politician I mean Patrick Brown is, but but even he 's not even a sitting progressive conservative he 's a sitting independent right now so you 've got you 've got one of the five who 's going to be from outside the caucus trying to lead this caucus in a very short what are we eighty eight days away from the election i mean a very yeah. very short period of time against and let 's just put it right out there against maybe a liberal government which is down in the polls right now but a very wily, experienced campaigner in Kathleen Wynne who has done this before and um, you know I can tell you this I'm a little obsessed with history but the fact is there's only been one leader in Ontario a rookie leader in the last 45 years who has won his or her first campaign out the gate Mm -hmm. and that was Kathleen Wynne. This is a very difficult thing that whoever leads the Conservatives will be trying to do Uh, it's hard to do, win your first time at the gate. Uh, But we'll see. I'm telling you, it's the best show in town, that's for sure.
0: Well, it sure is. I mean, if if someone were selling popcorn from the party, I mean, they'd be millionaires by now. (laughs) Interestingly, um, you know, I would not underestimate Patrick Brown. He still has a huge amount of support, a lot of people feeling that he was robbed of his job through a, you know, quote, political hit. So he does have support, but that, you know, if he should win, that goes with him into the election.
1: Well, for sure. And let's also remember that, okay, he he obviously exaggerated when he said we've got 200,000 people who are members of the PC party. It's the most ever. I mean, they've done some due diligence now. It's pretty clear it wasn't 200,000. I don't know what the real number is. I've heard 133,000. I've heard as low as 75,000. But whatever it is, he brought those folks to the PC party. And you've got to believe that a lot of them weren't with the party in the past. A lot of them might be new people. A lot of them might be sort of red Tories who've been brought back into the family, red Tories who felt very much on the outs when, for example, Tim Hudak was the leader of the party and, and saw it as a much more small-c conservative vehicle. So uh, to be sure, there hasn't been very much time for the newest candidates in the race to sign up new members and bring them, uh, you know, bring them to bear for the vote to, to come starting March the 2nd. Uh, but, the, but the older you've got to believe that the overwhelming number of people who are already in the books were brought there by Patrick Brown, and it just wouldn't surprise me if he showed very well at this convention, uh, because after all, if he's the one who signed them up, a lot of them are going to be sticking with him, and you've got to assume that some of them as well are going to be leaving him saying, it's just too chaotic, it's too busy, I gotta, we, you know we've got to make a change, we've got to find someone else. How that ratio breaks down? That's why we keep watching the show because we just don't
0: know. And finally, before I let you go, I mean, the polls show still despite all the chaos and it might change in the next few days that people are still hungry for change and they're still willing to give this party a chance. But then you've got Andrea Horvath. I don't know where she's been. I mean, she has an opportunity now to fill this vacuum and say, hey, I'm over here and I'm not either of these, um, you know, I'm not toxic like either of the other parties. And yet she's not really surfaced.
1: Well, that, that was exactly the point that she made just the other day, uh, I guess uh, Tuesday, uh, w- you know, when they had their press conferences announcing the Ontario legislature, new session is back, and here's what we have to say about things. You know, she took, I think, the only line she can take, which basically is, the Liberals have been in for too long, they are discredited, they are tired, too many scandals, best to get rid of them. Uh, the Conservatives are a mess right now. They are completely disorganized. Uh, you know, they couldn't organize a two-car funeral right now. Uh, why not try us? Uh, there are some policies that the Liberals have brought in that the Democrats could easily sign on to. You know, minimum wage, uh, free post-secondary education for low-income, uh, lower-income people, uh, the PharmaCare. I mean, they can easily sign on to all of that kind of stuff. Um, if, and so uh, no doubt Andrea Horvath will be presenting herself in the days and weeks ahead as... I am the sort of solid, unsullied, relatively scandal-free leader uh, who can give you the policies many of you seem to like, but without the circus. And you never know. That could be very persuasive.
0: We will see. Thanks, Steve, so much.
1: Alex, great talking to you. Thanks for having me on.
0: Steve Bacon, joining us, of course, you can catch him on TVO's The Agenda. He'll be very, very busy this political season.